I'm Mateo Zilas, trends and breaking news reporter at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal and also executive producer of Podcast Here. This is a special episode of The Lead and called Technical Logical Topics, based on the first reporting on Texas Tech founded here in the AJ in the mid-early 1920s. These episodes will allow you to experience Texas Tech stories in a different way and also highlight various centennial events or facts at Texas Tech. So let's get started. Usually I would be the host, but this time I'm being interviewed and my, our business reporter, Elena Edgens, is our special hostess today. So I know you've been working on the special section, which it's been a while since the agency's mm-hmm. done one. Coming in as a fairly new reporter to the newsroom and tackling such a huge project like that, it's been fantastic to watch you do this. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started and kind of the process behind putting together this mm-hmm. mem- memory piece? Yeah, of course. So I think I first introduced this idea to Adam probably around this time last year when I first started. I was just kind of gauging their thoughts of like if they're going to do a special section or not, because I just came off from being editor-in-chief of the Daily Torridor, the Texas Tech newspaper. And I was here at the at the AJ as an intern. So I kind of just introduced the topic because ultimately I would would really love to work here at the AJ at the time as a full-time reporter. And of course, went on to become hired as a full-time reporter in June. And that's when I approached him again. I was like, so are you going to do a special section for the centennial celebrations of Texas Tech? Because I know it's going to be a big deal across the state and across here in lo- uh, locally in Lubbock. I know Tech had some uh, books in their talks and some special um, museum exhibits, but I didn't know the full details of that. So he said yes, and I told him, I was like, okay, then I'm going to start creating this whole big design of it. So I went decade by decade, just picking out random stories that I thought would be interesting. So most of them will be focusing on athletics or special traditions or events um, throughout the decades. And then I went to him probably in August, September saying like, okay, here's the plan. So let's get started. And so we kind of got started of like fine tuning what we wanted in the special section, realizing this was going to be more or less kind of the launching point for the next couple months. Um, So we focused on a lot of these um, long-term pieces, not only focusing on one a decade or anything like that, or one event or one person, but more of like, here's a catch-all, be-all type of section that you can take home and really just read about it. So, of course, we have the timeline in this section, which was done by Adam Young, who did a fantastic job of just kind of encapsulating all of these memorable moments at Texas Tech into one story, which was fantastically done. And from then on, we just kind of branched off of there. Um, I did a lot of research. I went to the Southwest uh, collection archives several times to kind of like pull old articles about the AJ. Um, I found the very first um, newspaper actually of um, the AJ announcing that Texas, uh, Texas Tech would be here in Lubbock, which is fantastic. And also I realized they use a lot of words in the headlines back then. Like these were like paragraph headlines, not the traditional like 10 sentences headlines that you see now in the newspaper, but like paragraphs. But I just found it really cool to read how a lot of people back then were so happy to have that uh, college here in Lubbock and how it united some of these local communities. Like I remember in the following weeks of um, reading these articles, um, the following weeks they held like a celebration um, and these different communities would send in delegations. And of course there was uh, Shallow Water, Idaloo, um, Sweetwater, this a lot of different communities that are still here today who still support Lubbock in our efforts and having Texas Tech impact them at a grander level now um, and just really see that growth and how at the time 40,000 people came to Lubbock just to celebrate this one event 
as as like at the time it was Governor Neff, I want to say, who came down to speak out there. Um, they didn't have a name, a president at the time, so they just had a lot of local celebrities at this, as you would call them at that point, kind of speak about how Texas Tech was going to impact Lubbock and the surrounding area. Um, and one of the fa- one of those quotes that I put in. Um, one of my stories was like, where else could they have put Texas Technological College? And I think that still rings true today is just the impact it has had on Lubbock and the general area. Yeah, I know you spent so much time, so mm-hmm. many days out there working on all of that. Can you tell me a little bit about the specific interesting things? I know you've been a lifelong Texas Tech mm-hmm. fan. Tech was the only college you applied to. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently your parents didn't know about. No, they kind of found out. I actually had dinner with them the other night, and they, my mom was like, she's like, I thought you applied to UT, A&M, and all these other colleges. I was like, no, I only applied to uh, Texas Tech. So they were a little surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, um, some just the inter- interesting facts. It was like what is called the school charter, which we're, we're, we celebrated a few uh, weeks ago on February 10th, is that the school charter was signed by Governor Neff, but it was introduced sometime in mid-January um, was that there's like three different resolutions in the House Senate com- uh, in the House um, chamber and the Senate chamber in this Texas legislature. Um, the first one, was, of course, was going to be by Senator Bledsoe, the one that famously passed that had um, written in it called a college called Technological College in the Southwest or in the West Texas area. But the other one was going to be a college named Texas State College or something like along that lines that really got close to it. If you, I have this fantastic graph um, on the website that really shows you how close it came between Technological College and Texas State College um, or West Texas College here in the West Texas and how close they came to actually passing. And so just by some miracle, that um, West Texas resolution um, I think that was brought forward by uh, House Rep Chitwood, who was also here in Lubbock. Um, it just failed on its third reading. So I just thought, found that was so interesting that we almost had a different name. Literally down to one of like, I think a matter of like a two day difference. It came down to us having a different name than Technological College. So I think it was just so interesting just to find that history. And of course, like I said, the 40,000 people coming to Lubbock and the AJ getting to report on that, and then just seeing the evolution of us announcing President Horn had been um, selected as president of Texas Tech, and how there was a huge, huge um, reception thrown for him and his wife and his daughter when they got into Lubbock, and how the community is just kind of really united around Lubbock and helping us support and finding this brand new college on the West Texas area. So I think it was just so fantastic. And of course, now I'm still learning a lot more. I'm realizing how old the victory bells are at Texas Tech. I realized like that the Ghost Rider was like one of the unofficial but official um, predecessor of the Mass Rider, which is very interesting. And it kind of dates back to this time period of the 1920s and 1930s. Um, and then of course, the going band. Uh, will be featured in a few later section and all that throughout the decade packages that we have planned. So it's just very interesting just to kind of see all these tidbits and realizing and walking across campus now and be like, oh, Chitwood Hall is named after Senator or Representative Chitwood and Bledsoe is named after Senator Bledsoe. And um, Jane Hall, the academic science, uh, the academic support building is after is one of the four buildings on campuses named after women. And that was after um, Florence Drain, who was one of the first female uh, 
board of director members on the founding board of directors for Texas Technological College. So I think it's just so cool that we still have names of these influential people back in the 1920s still present today. And of course, we have um, Clifford B. Jones, who famously was on the board of directors at this time on the founding board, who went on to become the third president of Texas Tech and who we also named the Jones AT&T Stadium after in the 1940s or 50s, I want to say. It's just so cool that like, even though time is so vast and immense, and I keep telling you this throughout the um, time I've been working on that about this, even though it's so vast and it's a hundred years, you think it's a lot, but really it's not a lot, but we accomplished so much within that time period. Texas Tech has changed Lubbock so much and Lubbock has changed Texas Tech so much too. It's like, it's a harmonious relationship um, because I did get a chance to interview Mayor Trey Payne and how it is vital for uh, the city of Lubbock and Texas Tech to work together because they are partners in this together. One would not exist without the other, as we can see. Um, we wouldn't have the thriving economy we would have without Texas Tech, and Texas Tech wouldn't have a home here in West Texas if it wasn't for Lubbock. So it's just that partnership that has thrived and flourished within the past hundred years into what is now today is just truly amazing. All right, and I know that with that special section, of course, all of the work you did, then we also had some of our other fellow reporters mm -hmm. joining in on that. We had Alex talking about interesting traditions, and I know not all of the traditions made it into that story. We had the fantastic Don Williams yes. talking about <laughs> all of the sports, which I agree, Twitter people, that Don Williams definitely should have included himself on that list. I, You know what? I was thinking that, too. I was like, I was hoping he would give himself a little shout out because he definitely well deserves it. But I will say Tech did give him a shout out in the Centennial exhibit. They do mention him by name in the athletics um, exhibit. So I think that's very cool. But yeah, Alex and Don were fantastic in allowing me to borrow some of the time to help me write some of these stories. Of course, Alex did write some of the, I'd say, um, spirit leaders on campus. So that was a very interesting piece because he's not a Texas Tech alumni whatsoever. He's from Wayland Baptist, so I had no idea what he was getting himself into. But he got to interview some of these fantastic people and along with myself, and we helped each other in writing this, uh, this story for it, this special section. And he kind of dove into it more than I was expecting, which was fantastic. Um, I was expecting kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting a a piece that was well-written, of course, as always, by him, but a piece that truly didn't get tech, but he got tech. He captured the essence and soul and the spirits and traditions of Texas Tech and who founded Texas Tech traditions. So he got to highlight the uh, Saddle Tramps, which I'm about to do a special piece in the next coming month or two about them and the Bell Tower, of course. And then he also got to highlight the Mass Rider and her predecessors and all that and how she is the official mascot of Texas Tech and uh, Raider Red is the spirit mascot of Texas Tech. So traditionally, traditionally you only have one and that's the Mass Rider, but Raider Red over the years, um, of course with Dirk West here at the AJ and um, right, doing the cartoons, created this other spirit mascot. So it's cool that we kind of have two um, leaders on campus for that, but it was a fantastic job. And then he also got to talk to um, the going band who has been here since the very beginning of Texas Tech, who have, the uniforms may have changed throughout the um, decades and the century, but their strive for on, uh, excellence and everything due and representing Texas Tech as the first uh, traveling band, college band, was 
just truly amazing to what it is and has transformed to today. So I think he does such a fantastic job. And of course, Don Williams. You can't go wrong with Don Williams. Uh, he he is a legend himself. He did a fantastic piece. And I didn't even realize um, he did 23 people until I counted them that one day that I finally published. And I was like, oh, I was like, was this a mistake? And it was absolutely not. He just decided that 23 was the best. And of course, 23 is a magic number for Texas Tech this year. So, Yeah, I know several of the people mentioned in all across the special section are still huge impacts mm -hmm. to Lubbock. Personally, Coach Sharp has been my hero because mm -hmm. my dad's a coach, and I even have like a signed copy of her book. I, oh, really? If Coach Sharp, if you are listening, please reach out to me. I would love to meet you. <laughs> I think we all got to would love to meet you at at this point because she's such an iconic figure, not only in athletics at Texas Tech, but in the city. She is such an amazing woman. I got the chance to talk to her a little bit about her time at Texas Tech a few months ago, but I never ran the story about it. But I'm hoping to hopefully sit down with her again in the next coming months to talk to her more about her time at Tech and her legacy at Tech. But she is such a fantastic woman who is truly, truly humble and just amazing in every way possible. It's like they always say, don't go into meeting your, um, your heroes or the legends that you look up to. Um, thinking they're going to be perfect and by all means she 100% like outdid herself I just she was just so humbled and so gracious and really talked about how her time at Tech started with Janine Mahaney who was the first women's athletics director at Texas Tech and that came out how nine how things have changed and how Texas Tech is truly invested in seeing that their women programs um, and athletics truly excel at what they are at right now so it's truly amazing And I know coming into this as first-year full-time reporter, of course, having all the DT experience that you have, you're going in, you're meeting these just absolute powerhouses of outstanding people within tech. So can you tell me a little bit about the excitement of meeting them? Of course. I mean, I was scared to death. <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed President Skubnik so many times, especially at the DT and here at um, the AJ. And every time I just... He, he doesn't scare me in a sense of like, it's just the authority he has, especially as, a, as I was a student writing these um, pieces. And just to know that like, beginning the time to sit down with him and actually understand where he comes from, his goals and his um, the progress that he wants to achieve with Texas Tech, truly illuminated how much I thought, like I thought Texas Tech was always about the students, but he truly, truly embodies that. He truly embodies that every student should be hood. Every student should have that exceptional college experience. They should not be sidelined or they should not be um, silenced. They should truly have the voice heard within the student government or even coming to his office hours. And just the amount of passion that he has to serve these students with everything he's got is truly amazing and truly made me appreciate him and respect him even more. And of course, I've gotten to meet um, Dr. Chancellor Ted Mitchell once before with the Midwestern and just having him write that column and talk about the next century for Texas Tech was truly amazing. And getting to have these other interviews and pieces written, um, sent to me by other leadership individuals within um, the Texas Tech administration truly just felt really special. Um, of course, I am a Texas Tech alumni. And when I was writing these pieces, I was an undergraduate student. I was in the final year um, of Tech. And it's just the magnitude now of like, actually complete my one year here at the AJ 
and my third year of a journalist and getting to accomplish this special section is just so special to me. And having their voices included into that is, I don't know, just it makes that even more special to me. And I'm just so beyond thankful and honored that Adam Young and everyone here at the AJ has helped me through this and has <laughs> has seen me gone through these, um, writing these news, not these newspaper articles, but these special section uh, edition stories and what I have planned for the next coming months. So it's just truly an honor. And I know you've mentioned that we're still going to be seeing those stories. The Centennial Celebration is a year-long event mm -hmm. with tech and with us. Tell me a little bit about your plans on what people might be seeing the next couple months. Yeah, so when I first introduced this idea to Adam a few, a couple, like nine months ago, I was thinking including special decade sections um, within this one big special section story. But we thought that was going to be way too much. Uh, work for the amount of time that we have to put the special sections together. So I decided, okay, well, for every month, I'll highlight a different section of a decade of um, the newspaper. So in some of the newspapers coming up, you'll see me highlighting the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, 60s, 70s, all the way to today. So we're hoping to end our final um, story about um, Texas Tech Centennial on December of 2023 at their closing ceremonies and talking about What's next for text? So you have 100 years written. What is next? I know there's going to be a lot of research uh, focus that I'm going to highlight there. I know I'm going throughout the decades, I'm going, of course, highlight uh, Marsha Sharp and her uh, tenure at Texas Tech. Janine McKinney, her impact. Uh, Laura Cavazzo. And just every, all these different groups and organizations on campus. Um, I was honored and thankful to have included um, the Daily Toreador, La Ventana, and um, the Student Government Association and the Notable Student Leaders section and our um, Notable Figures Individuals um, story online. And just being able to really talk about their history. And I really want to dive more in depth because Texas Tech is richly diverse and has a rich culture within its own um, of these conglomerate cultures just coming together and just forming this really special place. I always talk about West Texas having this special sense um, and Texas Tech truly embodies it. And it's just all that. And I want to highlight that each decade. So talking about the traditions, the Texas Tech athletic side, um, leaders on campus, and just really showcasing it in a way that whenever we celebrate Texas Tech um, next hundred years, um, they will look back and see like, okay, this is what happened a hundred years ago. So what, ha what has changed? And I really, that's, that's my goal is to make sure I'm writing for the future, to let them know and let them in be informed when they're reading these stories. Like, this is how much Texas Tech came so far within that one, first 100 years. How much has changed in the next 100 years? So that's my goal and that's my plan. And of course, and the podcast will be one of that, is that I'm going to take special um, audio and visuals from these events throughout the next um, year and bring you along to the audience along to this and kind of encapsulate the celebrations across Texas. The I know they're about to have the one in Houston. I know they're going to have um, one in Austin later this month. So just really encapsulate the environment and the atmosphere and really translating it and giving it to our audience in a different um, way. And who knows, we might have readers reach out to me saying like, I remember going back to school in 1990 and this was the biggest thing or this was like the fashion style of this decade. And getting to include that. So I really want to hear from the readers not um, and what 
their experience was like um, at Texas Tech or how has Texas Tech impacted them? So it's going to be a big, giant effort. I know this is phase two and I'm really excited. I'm already starting to write the next one. So, of course, I'm going to highlight the bell tower and just different campus life aspects. So, uh, yeah, and we're about to actually um, we're about to launch our little website for the AJ. So we're going to have all the special section uh, stories, all the coverage events and all that on a special tab on Lubbock Online where you can just go on and click on a story. And I have created graphics for you to watch and see. I'm currently creating the kind of the landscape graphic of campus. So seeing the original plot design of Texas Tech campus and how if you look at it, you notice the Jones AT&T Stadium isn't where it was supposed to be or where they wanted it to be. They wanted it on 19th Street instead of the Marshall Sharp Freeway, or what is now the Marshall Sharp Freeway. So it's just so interesting to see how much campus has changed and how the enrollment graphics will show you that we have been steadily increasing. But then there was a moment um, during the Great War, or the World War II, that enrollment dropped because our men went out to serve the country. and But we saw an increase in women's enrollment. And then, of course, it starts going out, and then we start seeing what we've seen today of 40,000, 20,000, 40,000 students enrolling on campus. So what's next with camp, uh, was tech as you watch those enrollment graphics go? And of course, just various graphics and highlights. And of course, I'm going to be highlighting some of the um, front page um, AJ newspaper um, just on our website to kind of show you like, this is what happened on August 7th of 1923, whenever it was announced that Lubbock got um, Texas Tech. This is what happened when we announced President um, Horn got into town and all that and just really show you that while celebrating Texas Tech is an important part of this, but also showing that Texas Tech has had a role in this. And most people may say it's been minimal or it's like a partnership, but I think Lubbock has had such an impactful role in this um, and telling the stories of Texas Tech um, along with the DT and every other outlet across the state and showing that Texas Tech has grown and matured into this tier one research university that we see today and giving a voice to these students that are underrepresented or that traditionally at other colleges may not have had a voice at that time. So just really captivating that, um, that essence, but also sometimes having to highlight the, I don't want to say dark side, but the parts that are not so pretty. Um, so just highlighting those parts and having to say they are a part of our history. You just can't not unwrite them. Um, but doing it in a way that we show that we have progressed, that we are not where we were 10 years, 20 years ago. So that is kind of like the future of this. <laughs> but yeah. All right. And what questions do you have left? What are some things that you are particularly excited to continue researching? Oh, man, I think... I just keep on saying the future of tech. What is the future? I know we are, these aren't part of like stories, part of the special section or anything, but like, of course, what is happening in today's environment that will impact, impact Texas Tech um, in the future? Of course, the Puff Fund is the biggest issue right now in today's age. And that's what I'm going to try to highlight in the um, 2000s um, special section um, and special stories in there. Just kind of like, okay, this was an important time. And 20 years from now, how has, it, how has that changed? Are we a part of the Puff Fund or are we not? Um, have we gotten our own endowment? How has research gone? Because, of course, we broke records this year of um, the amount of research, federal research dollars that we received. And has that grown? 
are we the front um, line university in researching um, agriculture, cotton, water conservation, solar power? What are we doing next? And that's what I want to know is from the Texas Tech administration, from the Texas Tech System administration, from Texas, uh, Chancellor Mitchell and the Board of Regents, what is next? Because we saw um, under one of the former chancellors saying that his goal, I think it was Kent Hans, Chancellor Kent Hans, that he said he won the goal of reaching 40,000 students within by 2020 or 2021 or within a time frame. What's the next 10 years looking like? What's the next 20 years? And I think that's just me as a journalist. I'm just so curious and seeing what does the future have and hold? What are we doing today that will impact tomorrow? And I think that just excites me and really drives my passion for this and telling these tech stories because I love, I'm such a history buff, uh, as you probably know, and you've been, you sit next to me, you kind of hear me like saying like, oh, I didn't know this happened. Oh, this happened. So I think that's just so interesting and just getting to answer those questions of like, what is next for Texas Tech? And yeah. <laughs> well, I know you're excited. I know the community's excited. Just the history behind all of this and the future is going to be something incredible to see. And I'm really excited to see that landing page open where everybody is going to be able to see every single mm -hmm. article written on here and see all the hard work that you and the rest of the team have been putting into. Yes. And if anybody wants to reach out, share their story on their their time at tech, how yep. can they reach out to you? Yeah, you can find me on social media. It's going to be uh, Mateo Rosilas, LBK, um, on Twitter. And then, of course, you can reach out to me via email. If you go to Lubbock Online, just look up my name, just type on my, uh, click on my name on any of the stories. It'll give you my email address and that. Um, you can reach out to me anytime. I'm so, so looking forward to finding out the different stories of the Olympic community and how Texas Tech has impacted them. Because that's the true, the heart of this project, is how has Texas Tech impacted Lubbock? All so, right, I think we're good. Perfect, thank you. Thank you.